How to Create a Glitch Monologue Season 36 Chapter 3 This is Season 36 of How to Create a Glitch in the Matrix Monologues Episode 3. In this episode, we will be talking about how the cycles of bodily rhythm, as well as the tonic-dominant process of rationalization, impacts gene expression and epigenetics. To start out, in the last episode, we talked about how the linking of the verbalization of the dominant to the expectations of the tonic causes reactive emotionality contingent upon the tonic's expectations. This means that the dominant begins to rationalize the tonic, that is, generate an emotional narrative corresponding to the self-attributions of the tonic. We also talked in past episodes how the linking of the tonic and dominant represents the linking of the bodily rhythms according to some cycle. Likewise, this often reflects a synchronization of the sexual cycles of the two individuals involved. This is important because our bodily cycles are the interface of our gene expression. Epigenetic activity is fundamentally shaped by continuity in our rhythms. Dislodging those rhythms has the effect of dislodging our epigenetic activity. But the foundation of narrative generation in a tonic-dominant relationship are the reactive thoughts of the dominant in response to the expectations of the tonic. The reason that the body language of an integrated individual, that is, a bonded tonic, reflects the conscious narrative, rather than multiplicitous narratives according to each plate, is because the generation of reactive thoughts by the dominant, creating contiguity between the actions of the tonic and their verbal expression, generates continuity. Thus, the body language of the tonic will match syntactically their verbal expression. It is in the case of an unbonded dominant that we see fragmented, truncated, segregated narratives according to each plate, and we see this because the reactive emotionality of an unbonded dominant is independent, contextually bound to the expressive level of meaning. Now, this process by which the dominant verbalizes the unconscious expectations of the tonic, is called rationalization. It is called this because in the linking of the body mechanics of the tonic to their verbal expression, their self-attributions acquire reinforcement, conditioned through the integration of the tonic-dominant bond. Thus, we see that in this case, the machinery of gene expression is constructed upon an anchored interplay between the unconscious of the tonic and their action, mediated by the verbalizations of some dominant. It is also through this we can see that an unbonded dominant, in the case of observed multiplicity, represents an unattached reservoir of social reinforcement utilized by the unintegrated individual. For in multiplicity, we see that the bonded narrative which anchors the conscious within the unconscious mediated by another is inverted. Instead, the narratives become anchored by the unconscious of some other, mediated by the self. The machinery of social reinforcement are the narratives produced as part of either form of arrangement. This machinery is alienated in the case of the inverted unintegrated self, representing in this inversion, a transposition of one person's unconscious to another. But, through this we see that appropriation is the mechanism of unintegrated self. For it makes sense that the other would accrue impulses when those impulses belong to them in the first place, the unintegrated self rather like a redirection of the other's impulses to the self. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment and subscribe.